Oh, that's right. You never see me in the mornings. Yeah, no, this is how I am in the mornings. <laughs> this is the pinnacle of Jared. Welcome to the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast, the only Survivor podcast that says the vibes are immaculate. No one no one is having a bad time. Oh, where'd Jerry go? I am your host, Stephen Levine, with my co-host, Jared Sheldon. Jared, how you doing? I've actually I'm actually Jerry uh Jerry McEnany. I don't remember how to say her last name. <laughs> and I, I we we've swapped places. I'm actually at the All Stars reunion right now, and she has decided to do this podcast. You and know somehow what? we've invented time travel to swap places years. <laughs> what's wild is i'm in a show right now and there is somebody in my rehearsal that looks very much like jerry to the point that i have to do like a double take like no not famous survivor all-star also 20 years younger correct but like it looks like all-stars jerry fair oh uh, how, you, how you doing jared you're a famous producer jared sheldon <laughs> no um <laughs> i was a shell of a man all of last week. Um, so, for context, I decided to start a theater company in Chicago because I'm stupid. We'll see if I keep doing it. We're, we're, we're one step at a time. This was the proof of concept. We're going to do another reading. We're going to produce a show, and then we're going to see where it goes from there. That being said, I've never been in the producer's chair. It's like I, I started out as an actor, and then I went... What if I went behind the table and became a director, and that's where I want to be? And then I went, what if I just left the room? Like, I'm not even behind the table anymore. I'm just in a different room. What if it's just not me? What if I have nothing to do with it? And yet, involved in every level. <laughs> so I I learned a lot. I had a good time. I'm very tired. Although I feel much better today. So I'm glad we're doing this today and not yesterday. There was a moment where... I had some free time that that like opened up yesterday, and we talked about it. And I was, I'm, you know what? It's growth, Stephen, to be like, no, I'm actually gonna take four hours and nap. <laughs> I need to die. Just hold hold the recording for a little bit while I reset my mind palace. Correct. <laughs> At least I bounce back quickly. How are you? I'm all right. I like I said, we just started rehearsals. We're a week in. Uh, it's about to get real heavy. And just start all those drilling things like dances. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I think this, the next two weeks are going to be tough. And then after that, it'll be great. It'll be a good time. I, disclaimer for everyone, since we're doing this on a Sunday, we're, we're trying to make this a little more stream of consciousness. Especially make, for the bonus episodes. Yeah. We, we don't want to put hours and hours of editing into this and like not get this out so you may get more ums or mm or oohs when i edit they get it they get that anyway i do not cut out the ums or the oohs well then i guess (laughs) i put in more effort than i should but here we are i like a good product damn it uh yeah i'm just excited to be here excited to be talking about a real bummer of an episode dude this reunion sucks (laughs) and people's tribal council also kind of sucks yeah, <laughs> for different reasons, yes. I think. So hold that thought before we get into emails. Emails, yes. if you want to email us, feel free to do so. SurvivorTBT at gmail.com. Or you can message us on Reddit, you slash SurvivorTBT. Or if I know you well enough, I guess you can just text me. It says, 
friend of the show Dan if you don't if you don't know me please 99% of you do not text me <laughs> there are a few of you that can text me here it is from Dan in text message form we'll say if you've been a guest on the show you're allowed to text there me. you go I mean I don't know why you would know my phone number if, unless you are a guest of the show sure yeah anyway number one why do sheep need shearing <laughs> from our episode where we talked about yeah sheep. yeah yeah Shrek the sheep Sheep didn't always need to be sheared. People breed sheep to produce excess wool. Wild sheep and certain types of hair breeds, like the Kahadin, will naturally shed their coarse winter coats. They do this by scratching their bodies against trees and rubbing away the extra fluff as when weather warms up. Huh. Most of our rescued sheep are wool breeds or wool slash hair crosses and can't regulate this excess weight on their own. So we shear them from overheating and to or to keep them from overheating and to improve their quality of life. This excess wool is a natural and sheeps are the one who pay the price. Wow. Okay. Also, also Man on Fire is a good movie. <laughs> hey, you know what? We learn things here on the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast that have sometimes nothing to do with Survivor. Yeah, I was like, Dan, I didn't know you were a livestock expert. He's like, I know, right? Google. <laughs> well, fair. And we refuse to Google. We won't. We won't learn things on our own. You teach us things. <laughs> what a weird pipeline of information that is. I'm aware. <laughs> From, well, if we learn things on our own, then people don't get to learn with us. So I'm like, well, all right, you get to teach us, people. First email from Tyler. Tyler, continuing where I left off in my last email, Jervis and Tina appeared on the Celebrity Edition of The Weakest Link. In 2002, Richard and Sue appeared on a reality star edition of the game show Dog Eat Dog, in which Sue won the $25,000 prize. Nice. Do you remember Dog Eat Dog? I do not. The name's familiar, but it's also a common phrase. It was an interesting game show in that it was like half trivia, half physical challenge. I want to put it like... Double dare for adults. Okay. Yeah. It was it was interesting. It didn't last very long. Sure. In 2005, Richard, Sue, Jervis, Jerry, and Burton all competed on Battle of the Network reality stars. I don't know that one. Wow, that sounds like it was made up by chat GPT. It's, <laughs> I, I know it exists, and I, I know I've seen it at some point, but I cannot picture what that show is. There really was a hunger just to get these people on TV, huh? Correct. And wow. game shows are easy for you to do that. True. It's just put people in and let's go. Weird. <laughs> I've alluded to this once before, but All-Stars ends the classic era of Survivor. And next season begins what I've seen a couple people dub the experimental era of Survivor. Ooh. Which can be described as the show's puberty, where they're trying to figure out what direction to take the show. And trying several different ideas with varying results ranging all the way from never been done again to becoming a permanent staple of the show. I'm imagining this is the era we get hidden immunity idols because I do remember them existing as a kid and I didn't get farther than probably Guatemala. Yeah, they are coming. You are correct. They're coming maybe not in the form that we know of it today, but it is coming. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So thank you. Uh, moving on to Carl. Carl, once again, the general vibes for this season are bad. Oh, they're so bad. The dark human psychology of it is actually very interesting for me in parts, but overall it's not. It's just too much. Similar to Thailand, staring down the barrel of second to last place for me. Can you imagine if Robin Amber didn't have this romance? Like, that is what the season focused on. 
and mm-hmm. I kind of criticized them for it at some point. And now that I see the reunion and the vibes, I'm like, oh yeah, that's that was your one bright spot, huh? <laughs> like that was the feel good story to to kind of leverage out the bad. So can you imagine if that didn't happen? How ugly All Stars would be? Would it? Well, here's the thing. Would it be? Would the vibes be better if they didn't get together? Pretend that Amber is anyone else. Uh-huh. Like, just pretend that she's generic survivor player and Rob pulls the same move. I mean, obviously it wouldn't be so emotionally charged, but yeah. like, hey man, save my save my person over there. Or hell, if Boss and Rob had been in, in Amber's spot on the tribe, hey, save me, I'll help you out, and then doesn't. And there's no feel-good story with all these bridges burned <laughs> and bad feelings. Like, it would just be a shit show. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, that opens up a lot of other doorways of, like, would Lex have saved Amber if it wasn't for their romantic connection? Did Lex even know about their romantic connection? That's something else that we don't really know. I I imagine he does, because he definitely talks about how he's saving his girl. Or Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh, this this thought process has actually reminded me of something that I think is kind of funny. I was having this conversation with Dan in the car last night after you left. We went to a show last night and carpooled, and I was thinking about the fact that, like, we're we're talking about the the trials that are going on of a former president, and would we be in the place where we are right now had producer of Survivor Mark Burnett not also produced The Apprentice. I mean, no. <laughs> Probably not. Maybe uh, because that former president who we won't name, but you can put it together, hopefully, uh, he had flirted with running in, like, 2000. Yeah. So, like, it's not like this was an idea that hadn't hadn't been something that he had thought about before The Apprentice ever even existed. Mm-hmm. And he's still who he is, like the vile, <laughs> the vile mess that that voting electorate seems to really like. Num 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 num. Give me more. But, but would he have like the national groundswell to actually make that work? I, I think. I I think it wouldn't have mattered. I think that the way he is and the vitriol and all of that that is just like that the base loves so much mm-hmm. would have just been discovered through debates sure. rather than the apprentice okay i just want to pin this all on mark burnett <laughs> i'm down for that <laughs> i'm kidding mark burnett it's not your fault mark you, burnett get on the pod you <laughs> mark burnett let's let's talk what do you know what do you not know all right back to the notes notes before all-star season one was indeed called survivor palau tiga after production started using Borneo in All-Stars, like with player introductions in Episode 1, for example, that stuck. Mm, okay. Yeah. 100%, Jeff is a total fangirl for Boston Rob. Oh, yeah. And I love it. Well, for now, at least. <laughs> Nicely done, Mariano. What up? LMAO, Johnny Fairplay, and Burton. This is not. Yeah. No. Exactly. <laughs> Tom, most days ever on Survivor, Buchanan, has some of, some great strategy in this episode. I'm the pawn. I'm the swing vote. Tom, you don't say that to your alliance. You're supposed to be rock solid with Tom. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we'll talk about that in this episode, too. Oh, Tom. Still, though, I agree that Rob has no reason to vote out Tom here. And once again, he doesn't trust him great in the process. I'll say it's this and his deal with Alicia, which he also didn't have to do, which really cost him in the end. Yep. Kathy only votes for him because she thinks she's madder at Amber. (laughs) And because she loves Boston Rob the human. She does. She absolutely loves Boston Rob. She's like his aunt. He is my son. I love my son. Yeah. Yeah. Their relationship's kind of cute. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you, Carl. Big stuff in there from Tyler. I know it's weird to be doing this all the way at the end of the of the next season, but there was never a good time until now. The five people from Pearl Island that did not attend the 10-year anniversary party are Skinny Ryan, Michelle, Austin, Andrew, and Lil. Can you imagine, though? Huh. First I, of all, that's like all one tribe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all one tribe and not good vibes. No. I mean, Andrew would have been fine. Andrew would have been fine. Andrew comes back to play right, Survivor, exactly. so obviously... He got over whatever feelings, or maybe he was busy. I don't know. Yeah. This, this is a one day thing. Sure. Yeah. So, and he's the lawyer for Jerry Springer. Like, <laughs> who knows what kind of obligations he had? He's probably busy. Skinny Ryan and Austin, I could absolutely see. Oh, and Lil, like yeah. people being like, "No, I'm distancing myself from this show. I never want to be around this again." Which is crazy that she made final two and doesn't, and then just like disconnects from the Survivor community all in all but she's not somebody that was made for the reality tv circuit she's not somebody that i think enjoys that she is just she is lil and that's all you could put out like she is who she is and we saw that in the show she's just lil she's just lil and was not meant to play a cutthroat reality tv show game (laughs) correct uh out of the five all all returning seasons and three half and half seasons all stars is my least favorite yeah I think most people would put it ahead of Game Changers and one and a half and one of the half and half seasons, but I'm a good deal higher on both of those seasons than most people are. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, why I was so confused about, is this, is All-Stars 2 the next returnee season? It's not because we have... Fans versus favorites, which is but it's, it's a half and half, which, yeah, it, it gets all messy because th- just the way the theming is, my brain also gets messy just the way my brain is. Hey. Hey. Pearl Islands and All-Stars kind of make me think of Disney's The Lion King and Pocahontas. For those who don't know, Pocahontas was meant to be Disney's epic movie that they put all their effort into, while The Lion King was meant to be a side project to tide people over until Pocahontas came out. And I'm pretty sure everyone knows how that ended. Yeah, well, and that's a good analogy, because, yeah, it's weird. The reunion makes me feel so much worse about All-Stars than watching the season. Uh Uh-huh. I see what you're saying. Uh, I'm going to do a couple more emails. From Tyler, Rupert used a large percentage of his million dollars to establish Rupert's Kids to help at-risk teens in his hometown. The organization joined with Indianapolis to create the Park Adoption Program. He briefly made a promotional uh, appearances for the Hardee's restaurant chain. Did (laughs) Did you have a Hardee's around you? No. I loved Hardee's. I have many, many good memories at a Hardee's. My dad was a coach for a basketball team, the girls' basketball team in our hometown. And we would go to Hardee's where he would record the the local radio show. And I would just sit there and eat breakfast. 
they recorded at a Hardee's? He, yes. Because it was quiet, and I don't know why. <laughs> they just sat in a corner, the like sports reporter and my dad, with a microphone, and they would just record Oh, there. it wasn't like a live recording. I'm actually not sure if it was live or not. I don't think it was, because I don't think they had that. I was imagining that there was just like a recording booth in this Hardee's. No. Okay, this is like at a at a table. At a at a booth. At a like huh. a restaurant booth, not a recording booth. Fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> he appeared as a stable hand named Paul in an episode of My Little Pony. I'm sorry, what? Rupert did? That's wild. He also huh. appeared in season three premiere of the TV show Half and Half. So like okay. I understand if you're like, oh, we want to bring in this person that was on a reality show because they're a recognizable face and they're trying to break into Hollywood and it'll get some viewers or whatever. Or, you know, give him a shot. Maybe he's really good on TV. Whatever. I don't understand that for an animated show. (laughs) Nobody – it's just a voice. I mean, like, that's not to take anything away from voice actors. But, like, you're not getting his face, which is the thing that is his commodity from being on a reality show. I feel like with some of those bit characters, though, you could just throw pretty much anyone into it. And I'm sure somebody who was making that show was like, I love Survivor. Let's see if Rupert will do this. That's fair. And I was going to say, like, I feel like that show, if it's like the one that where bronies came from, (laughs) was like 2010 to 2014 area when it started. I don't know exactly where. I have literally no idea. But Rupert comes back for Heroes vs. Villains, so that would make sense, actually. Okay cool in 2006 he appeared in the independent film open micers never heard of that yep he also made a cameo appearance as a homeless man in season six premiere of yes dear these are all shows that i don't know this is wild Yes, dear i've heard of okay it sounds like a, a sitcom it is i think it's one that i liked okay i don't remember like i'm like having deja vu but anyway, anyway, he appeared on the Canadian show Reality Obsessed. In 2009, he appeared on Survivor Israel as part of a reward challenge. Right, yeah, we've talked about that before. Win Rupert. <laughs> he, Je- was, he was the Red Beret for Israel. Correct. Jenna starred in the 2005 TV movie The Scorned. She has remained and had two more children. In 2004, a a, a sex tape was released featuring her and her then-husband in a Las Vegas hotel room. She originally stated that the release was accidental, but suspicion arose when she would tell people how they could buy the video in interviews. Okay, well, yeah. yeah. I was hesitant to read that, and they're like, well, okay. Then, uh. the New York- if you go out and actively promote it, I don't... Like, I was like, oh, that's gross, but I don't know. Maybe that's just making the best of a bad situation. Maybe you pretend it's been leaked to, to then, like, drum up sales. Uh, whatever. I, as long as she's getting money from it. Yeah, all right. The New York Daily News reported that her, her then-husband, and manager were behind the release and were getting 70% of the profits. She later became a real estate agent in California. Wild. <laughs> yeah. And in late 2004, Robin Amber competed on season seven of The Amazing Race and won four legs and ultimately came in second place. Sorry, spoilers for Amazing Race. They got married on April 16th, 2005 on Paradise Island, Bahamas with their wedding 
uh, with their wedding and the lead up to it, getting a two-hour special on CBS. Oh, my God. So they did sell the rights to their wedding. <laughs> Correct. Wow. They've had four daughters, and in late 2006, they competed on The Amazing Race All-Stars and won the first three legs before being eliminated on the fourth leg. I, I am sure with all my heart that Boston Rob is a great dad to four girls. From what I know, yes, absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially like with how much he he cares about family, like in in that we see in this season and all of that. Like he he is ride. I guarantee he is ride or die for those children. It's about family, Jared. <laughs> uh, they also starred at the reality show Rob and Amber Against All Odds, which chronicled their married life and Rob's poker playing career. Oh my God! Why? <laughs> Who is that for? Somebody. All right. Rob also appeared in Amber's segment for Survivor Millionaires, Where Are They Now? Oh, cool. Yeah. That makes sense. Good stuff. And then I do have a finale email that I put off from Josh, so I want to read that now. From Josh, just as a general question, I'd ask how you feel about comparing winners who won. (laughs) Thank you, Jared. Who won on a returning player season versus a newbie season. Some people, including myself, think it's less impressive because the pregame relationships aren't really what Survivor is about. What do you think? I I won't know until I see it. I mean, you saw one. Pregame? No. How how do you think that Amber's win is less so than a traditional season? I'm sorry. I misunderstood. I thought you were saying somebody winning a second time is less. No. Yeah. I mean, I would need more than one example sure but, like i don't think amber's win is any less impressive in fact we should put we should put her in the list of like we never ranked her win um amongst winners um i'd have to look at my list but spoiler alert it's pretty high like she played a great game despite everything else she was not part of pre-game alliances she <laughs> and like she talks about it in the reunion one of the only good spots of the reunion she kind of invented the concept of a shield sure i i see what you're saying like, I'm, other people, it's common sense. Like, I'm sure other people have done it, but she's the first one to articulate, like, yeah, I got the loudest, most aggressive person I could find and made an alliance with him so that he could just die on the sword for me. <laughs> he would take all of the punishment for me. Yeah. Yeah. Jenna, Rupert, Amber, and Rob have have done a ton of stuff between their season and the next returning season, so I'll just list the main ones here. Rupert founded a charity called Rupert's Kids. I feel like a lot of this would be redundant. Possibly. Rupert ran for the governor of Indiana in 2012. Wild. (laughs) So there you go, under the Libertarian Party. Of course he was. He lost to future Vice President Mike Pence by getting only 4% of the vote. But he got 4% of the vote as an independent. As a Libertarian. Which is quite impressive. Rupert appeared as a reward. At some point, Jenna had the sex tape. Jenna was in the scorned. Along oh, along with Ethan, Ethan Burton, Jenna, Johnny Fairplay, Rob C. and Jervis. Wow, okay. A, a lot of people in That's there. That's a Survivor movie. Yeah. Rob and Amber agreed to the wedding. Rob and Amber appeared in an Amazing Race. Boss and Rob attempted to launch a movie off the ground called Tonight, T-O-N-I-T-E, which was a handheld horror movie a la The Blair Witch Project. Oh, my God. It recently got released to watch at some random underground film festivals, but I don't think there's any other way to watch it legally yet. Hopefully. And Boston Robert and Amber are still married with four daughters. People call them Amber clones, which is true. If you see pictures of them, they look like Amber. Oh, my God. All of them. 
Uh, here's a picture of them enjoying a basketball game with Shaq. I'm just going to pull that up. Look at those Amber clones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those are some fucking Amber clones. They're all Amber. And I I don't know. I love that so much. She said Control-C, Control-V. <laughs> also, I made this little clip that Jared may find interesting listening back to and seeing the hints that he got. So... Let's. I want to play this. So this is a video or an audio clip of Jared making predictions. So wild. This hold, is, this please. This is gonna hurt my soul. Yeah. So yeah, Boss and Rob, he gone. Does he return? He does return. Yeah, he's coming back in Fucking All Stars. Shocking. I have a prediction. Okay. I think he makes final two in All Stars. Ooh. Why? Why do you say that? I just feel like, from what he brought into this season. I feel like he is the type of person that will adjust into All-Stars. And because he didn't get very far, like so far the people we've seen that are going to All-Stars are Rich and Ethan and Lex and Colby and Tina. People that got really far. Mm-hmm. Boston Rob didn't make the jury. I think he's going to be underestimated. Mm. And seen as kind of a dumbass. And I think he can use that. Okay. And I think he will use that. Sure. Against people who are, quote-unquote, better at the game. And, and people that are better. cocky. Yeah. Sure. Yep. I see what you're saying. Like, let me put it this way. Pit Tina and Boss and Rob against each other. Who do you think does better? I mean, Boss and Rob would eat Tina alive. Exactly. But again... And Tina won! We didn't see this... The strategery that Tina had. That's fair. And I'm only working with what the editors gave us because I have nothing else to provide. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. There's something that tells me that like, Boston Rob's going to be better than going into the merge. Not just because I know his name. Because it doesn't matter. Like, even if he gets voted off like third vote into the season of All-Stars, he's an entertaining figure. So that could be the entire reason I remember his name. And also, I watched it as a child. Mm-hmm. I probably watched All-Stars when I was like, nine or something or like at least heard about it so i would have heard his name okay but doesn't necessarily mean he did a good job i but i do think like him compared to the people we've seen in all stars so far like i think he got fucked by the tribe he was in Mm -hmm. and i can see him doing a lot better than he did from what we've seen he tries to kind of like latch himself onto another person yeah like he kind of had that with Sarah a little bit. He tried to do it with Kathy. Here. He's done it with Sean. He did with Sean. Yeah. Who, from what we've seen so far, who do you think is his person that he tries to latch on since you know... Oh. I mean, a majority of the cast now from All Stars. Yeah, that's true. Honestly, Colby? Ooh, interesting. So not correct. But I, like, Colby's such a golden retriever that I could see Boston Rob fooling him and being like, nah, man, I've learned a lot. Like... <laughs> I'm reformed. I'm reformed. Yeah. <laughs> Cross my heart, hope to die. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Amber, our fourth member of the jury? Yes. Yeah. And as Halloween, Amber decided to go as a ghost because we've only seen her like once an episode. <laughs> uh, it's great. You're going to see more of Amber though. Okay. Amber, okay. Amber comes back in All Stars. So we're going to see some of Amber. We're going to see some of Amber, correct. Because we haven't seen any Amber thus far. Would you have thought that Amber was coming back in All-Stars? N- no, but at the same time, she did get pretty far. She is in the final six. Fair. And she seems to be good at the challenges. Mm-hmm. And 
hopefully we get to see her. <laughs> I don't how, understand, Steven. How do you think she does in All-Stars? Hmm. Without knowing the full list. Sure. I, I keep asking you this, knowing... Well, you're now up to, like, seven people. Of, yeah, probably, like, 18, I'm yeah. guessing. Yeah. I worry that she's going to be a pre-merge vote. Okay. I hope not. I think that it, one thing in her strength is that she is really good at, fi- at like, she's she's very loyal. She's very good at finding, at least we've seen one person, in this case Jerry, the wrong person to team up with, mm-hmm. but finding finding someone and being their number one. Sure. I think there's no doubt that Amber was Jerry's number one and sure. vice versa. If she learns to expand outside of that number <laughs> one, she could do better. But any, honestly, it's so hard from, from like, pretty much... When Nick goes home through the rest of the season, it's going to be very hard to evaluate a lot of these players Mm -hmm. because they're not playing the same game as season one. Yeah. And they're not playing the same game as in the 40s. And they're playing a game that hopefully stops after season three. (laughs) No is going to be the answer to that. But what's interesting is that eventually you get to to the point where you're bringing back these old school players to play a game that has evolved so far beyond them. Sure. And it is so interesting to see that. Mm. It's going to be a long time before you see that, but sure. it's interesting conversation and thought that I've had. But what I take from what you said is that Amber will latch herself onto a big personality and hope to expand from there. Yeah, and I think her fate will kind of rely on how that big personality does. Okay. So, Jared. Wow. (laughs) You hit some on the head pretty darn well on that. I can just say something. Okay, go Um, on. Steven, you're so good at corralling (laughs) without me knowing. Because I'm listening to the way that you're guiding the conversations without Mm -hmm. actually giving anything away. Mm -hmm. And... That's a talent. That's a talent. <laughs> Sometimes I'm better at it than others. <laughs> well, I because there's so many variables I don't know, at the bare minimum, I can almost never tell what you're trying to get me to say. Right. Or what what is coming in the future. I think the only times are like when it's a pretty when it's like a yes or no, where like in that clip. Are you gonna put that clip in there? Yeah, I'm gonna put the clip in. I want everyone to hear that. Because okay. it, it is a little bit a little bit of like me guiding you to what I want you to talk about and a little bit of you putting premonitions into the world that yeah, are, yeah, yeah, are yeah. pretty good. So like it, I, we, I referenced there, I was like, oh, the game stops after season three or that game stops after season three because previously in Australia, I've been like, I hope it, it that Africa's or whatever's coming next is much better. And you went, <laughs> like those ones I can kind of eke out if it's like a yes or no type of thing. Yeah. And also I feel like those are things you're not necessarily trying to hide when it's like overall vibe. Yeah. But like I would have never guessed that you were trying to be like, ah, so she's going to latch on to somebody, Boston Rob, maybe? Like I, mm. and also I don't remember from <laughs> way back then that I said that or we had that conversation. We talk about Survivor a couple hours a week. <laughs> that was over a year ago. <laughs> but yeah, that's that is. You know what? I might be a I might be a seer. I might be able. I might be a psychic. <laughs> at least when it comes to Boston Rob, not so much when it comes to Amber. Honestly, thank you, Josh. That was really good to like tie that all in together. Yeah, I really appreciate that. I wouldn't think to go back and put that all together. So good stuff. 
I, I am so happy and I'm I'm just all happy in general. So thank you. Thank you everyone for the emails. I know we still have a couple emails coming down the pipeline, but I think we have stalled long enough. I think we should talk about the reunion. Yeah. But first bumper. I guess you don't have a... Uh, where no, it was it's literally the, the same day. It's the same day, so <laughs> let's just let's go right into it. Jared, how do you how do you feel after watching? Let's just start with the reunion. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. Like right from the beginning, literally the first thing Jeff says is like, "They're all here, whether they like it or not." Uh huh. I'm like, oh, oh no, and I immediately thought of Sue. Yep. But. The little bit we actually do get of Sue, I can't remember for if it's in this or in America's Tribal Council. She seems fine. And, like, good on them for not, and probably because of the lawsuit. <laughs> right, because of the gag order. It doesn't get brought up. Yeah. They don't They don't try. I mean, like, I think back to Thailand with um, them asking Gandia, like, hey, you good? Like, or not even, like, you good. Like, hey, have you calmed down? Are you still... <sighs> Are you still freaking out about nothing? Like, Bleh. so I think I might have said this, a version of this when it happened. I'm obviously, I never want anyone to get assaulted. <laughs> Boy, if, I hope so. Yeah. Um, I think Sue, if it had to happen to somebody, I think Sue is a good person to have it happen to for the studio to learn its mistakes. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're going to learn all those lessons right away, Mm-mm. but like Sue is not somebody that is going to back down. And Sue clearly won some stuff behind the scenes. And that some sometimes the only way people in power can learn the lessons is by other people punching them in the face. And Sue <laughs> got a punch in. Sue got a, a good couple punches in here. And not necessarily in this, but... No, no, not in this at all. This, you, is, this is all behind the scenes reading between the lines stuff. But, like, they, if it wasn't for that, like you think they wouldn't have talked about the Rich and Sue incident? Like, they wouldn't have brought it up in the reunion? They absolutely would have. You you can tell that Survivor is dancing around the Sue stuff yeah. with how little we really talk to Sue. And even in the Survivor's Tribal Council, or America's Tribal Council, the, the Sue blow-up is not mentioned at all. Nope, it's not one of the moments. The... Uh, and partially because I think it's embarrassing for them, too, because Sue Correct. yells at Jeff. But also probably all the legal stuff. There's a moment when Sue is talking about something and, like, the camera goes to Rich for, like, literally a quarter of a second. Like, like one cameraman didn't get the memo or, like, the person that's directing, like, which camera is supposed to be on which feed, like, mm-hmm. tried something and immediately somebody on, on headsets, like, get that get that fucking camera off, Rich, right now. Do not fucking show him. Producer was like, nope, us other something. Go away. Ab- absolutely not. Anybody else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But clearly they didn't learn the lesson enough to pull the Gandia and Ted from the best fights. No. And that's why, I, like... I don't think they learned the lesson of like, oh, we'll be better people. But it seems like they learned the lesson of, oh, we can get in trouble. Yes. And that situation's already resolved and they, they can't get in trouble for it. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's just run down the reunion here. One, get it flautist. Right right off the top. We're, we're, yeah. We got a flautist. Why not? And it, 
it it blows my mind a little bit because we, we're talking about did Amber earn it? Did she coat tail? And Rob's like, no, it was a little of both. Yeah, I mean, and Amber basically talks about like, yeah, I used him as a shield, which mm-hmm. I think is the first time we've had that articulated. Yep. I th- I think Johnny Fairplay tried a little bit of that with Burton, but that doesn't that's not the same. <laughs> this is just not the same. Yeah. And they they go on to be like, well, let's talk about the gameplay and how we used each other and how yeah. we got to where we are. All of which we've heard before in different iterations, so I'm not going to dwell on it too much. So, uh Rupert- Jeff cannot control these people. No. At all through this entire reunion. He's trying to herd cats. <laughs> it is hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious and also it it speaks to what Jerry says later on in America's Tribal Council about yeah. how they were not in control of what was going on up there. No. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Rupert, why did... Ah! Yeah. <laughs> Immediately, Rupert is a wrestling character. <laughs> Rupert and Johnny Fairplay work out so well together Dude. because they're both caricatures. One is One is the face, one is the heel. Yeah. It's great. It is great. So, Rupert's getting called in to talk about the the Tom situation and why Tom got voted out, and it it just keeps getting messy here. Like the whole Tom situation is so messy. It's yeah, everyone's just upset, and Tom's upset, and Rupert's like, yeah, I I tried to talk to you, and it didn't work, and Tom's like, I know, right, and looks over to Rob, like, hmm, about that. Yeah, well, you, Tom, you were too stupid at the time to notice that Rob was standing right next to you, egging you on. With a smile on With his a, face. Yeah, like, come on, man. You own some responsibility in that, too. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get to the question where, I don't know how we got here, but Jeff's like, well, if Jenna was swapped in for, was it for Amber? No, no. Uh, if, if, uh, if. Amber was swapped. Yeah, if Amber was swapped yeah. for Jenna. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So if Jenna was in there for Amber, what... Um, He's like, show me who would have... St- everyone that voted for Amber... Who would have swapped their vote? And it's just Sheehan. Just Sheehan, but that would be enough. But, but they don't talk about if any of them would have switched the other way. Here's why I'm throwing this question away. is because of how messy it was when it was asked. I don't think everybody quite understood what was being asked. So uh, like I agree. I I can't take the answers at face value on this. Yeah. Like some people might have been like I I would I have? I I'm not sure what's going on. It's also but it's also a question of like he only asked one side of it. He asked if you voted for Amber and Jenna was there, would you have voted for Boston Rob? And she said yes. But he didn't ask if you voted for Boston Rob and Jenna was up there, would you have voted for Jenna? And like Rupert 100% would have. Yeah, I think so, too. So, like, it's a, a really stupid, or maybe he wouldn't have, but, like, there's at least, I think there's one person, at least, that voted for Boston Rob that would have swapped over to Jenna. Like I said, I think it's just a poor question, poorly yeah. executed question. This is also such a weird, <sighs> once Boston Rob proposes, which is fucking hilarious, that they didn't know it was coming, that Survivor <laughs> didn't know it was coming, and Jeff is thrown for a loop and does not recover this entire <laughs> the entire finale or reunion. You've thrown off the emperor's groove. Correct. I all of the questions of like this question doesn't matter. Because like they they were already considering dating. They already they they have a connection to the point where like they end up getting married. Mm-hmm. 
I, I, they were always going to take each other. It doesn't. The game didn't matter at that point. So why are we pretending like it did? It is funny that they have to like secretly date for a long time, though, because they had finished filming before. Oh, that's true. Pearl Island's reunion. So they were just sitting there, like, all right, we we have like six months to just hang out together and try to hide from paparazzi. Oh my god! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, we, we get into the, this is where the audience starts becoming a problem. Lex, we're asking Lex about deals and the, the situation with Rob. He's like, we didn't make any deals with Colby, Ethan and I, and the audience just boos him. Yeah. Like an insane amount of boos. Yeah. This is, yeah. Lex, I didn't realize how much people didn't like Lex. And Jeff is really trying to save Boston Rob's image here. Uh Uh-huh. He's like... Well, you had deals with with Colby or you you know with Jerry or whatever, and Lex is trying to dance around the fact no, that it's like well. that it was a pregame deal <laughs> without <laughs> saying it. Yeah, but also there's something to yeah we had a deal early on and conditions changed versus it was literally the next fucking vote. <laughs> like Jerry's body was not cold yet, <laughs> and they were and. And Boston Rob's like, I don't really care. I'm just still going to vote you off. Like, yeah. that is a different set of circumstances. Yeah. Like, and like I said, this was needed. It sucks that it's Lex and, like, how his 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 feelings were clearly hurt. I can see why Lex doesn't come back. Yeah. And he's just like, I don't know. You, it, it, this sucks, and I feel like I was collateral damage in the process. And Hatch is like, well, well hold on now. It, it's a game. Like, you don't give away your chess pieces because they're your friend. Like, Hatch comes in as the voice of, all right, this is, this shouldn't be hurting your feelings because this is just a game. And I understand what Hatch is saying, but I also think I, 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 I kind of agree with Lex here in that, like, from that scene, it's a very short scene. Mm-hmm. But it seems like Boston Rob is leveraging their friendship outside of the game of, like, hey, man, the like, green between the lines. I really like this girl. Keep her around for me and I'll help you out. Yep. And he does of like, okay. Cause like, think about it this way. If Lex gets rid of Amber and then they, you know, lose that connection they had, they don't get to develop it further. Things fall apart in the real world. Like Rob's going to hold resentment at him for that. So you are kind of like Boston Rob made it personal. Yeah. Here's what I wish would have happened. I wish instead of taking out, and I know Kathy had immunity, so it, it makes it even more messy. I know. Was that you take out Kathy, no, take or out take Sheehan. out Sheanne yeah. is the correct answer. Why is Sheanne still there? You take out Sheanne first, and then take out Kathy, because you don't have that deal with Kathy. Obviously, there's a shared connection with Kathy, but there was no deal made. And then take out Lex next. Yeah. Like, I, save him as long as you can. And obviously, there's the fear that he could go on a, a immunity tear, yeah, but you're Boston Rob. You're really good at the challenges. Yeah. I just, yeah, I, it, it seems so obvious, and it's not even one of those things that seems obvious in retrospect. It seems obvious at the time. Like, it's, you have days to think about this. How could you not come to this conclusion? Like, you had two days, three days, whatever it is. It is completely shocking to me, and Jeff actually hints at it. He's, he basically says later on the in the reunion, like, basically, do you think if you would have done it with more bedside manner like if you would have if you would have done the same moves 
and just been a better spokesman for them, do you think people would feel this way? And I don't remember what Boston Rob's answer is, but I think the answer is, like, no. like Or, yes, they would feel differently. I think that there is a world in which you can do all the same actions Boston Rob did. Well, okay, changing that one vote to mm-hmm. Sheehan instead. Having the same outcome and maintaining your relationships. And I think that we learned in the reunion, I think Boston Rob, or not the reunion, the final tribal, when he's getting read the riot act <laughs> by the jury, I think he does feel like he went too far. Yeah. Oh, he he definitely does. Like, emotionally, he's taken through a trip on this because of his actions, and it good, but also, it's so messy, and it's so hard to put, like, words to it because it the game is evolving into what it is supposed to be right now, and this is all collateral damage in the meantime. Yeah, and one of the things of learning... We've had a lot of players that haven't gone far enough. This is the first player you've had go too far. Besides, maybe you could argue Johnny Fairplay. Hmm. Yeah. Like it really, like at least I don't know. If, I don't. I don't know if he went too far, but like I don't agree that he went too. Yeah, far, I, but... I don't agree they went too far. But we, Boston Rob and Johnny Fairplay are the only two people so far that have been like testing the fences. Yes. Cool. And I. Like I said, I agree with Hatch a little bit here. Not entirely, but I... I agree with the spirit of what he's saying. I yeah. don't agree with the details. It's it's all a mix of who's right. I wish... The answer is yes. Hatch didn't have to be a tax evader and a sex pest, because, like, <laughs> man, pest. do I... Wait, I I love having him on stage. Like, I love what he has to say. I just wish he was a better person. Yeah. We move into the uh, Tom section. Tom is real messy here, and yeah. it's it's turning into like an argument, like "Don't yes or no me," and I it, it's it's ugly. And then they get a handshake a little bit. The only interesting thing in that for me is that Boston Rob brought up the pregame alliance. Mm-hmm. Like he he there was no more dancing around it. He was like, "Did you or did you not come into the game already with an alliance with Lex and Ethan?" And then Big Tom mentions, like, oh, you were getting pregame phone calls, too. All of us were getting pregame phone calls. And, like, that's one benefit of it being live is that they can't remove that. Yep. They can't hide it. It's not going away. And then Jerry kind of butts in here and was like, this game cost us friendships and caused us pain. And immediately the boos start raining again. And I think this is the part where Jerry leaves. It is, yes. Because she's... I would too. I was like, why are we booing Jerry? We're just booing Jerry for existing? Jerry, I have feelings. I'm a person. And that was... Jerry's whole thing for this season was, what if I... I want to reverse my image. I don't want to be seen as this bitch, which is what she gets called and, and what she... And the, of, how they frame her this entire and how they, season. Yeah, and how they frame her in Australia. You, I, they give her a little bit better light where she's like, I'm trying to be... Ref- like, I'm trying to reform myself. Yeah, or, I actually don't think that they frame her that badly in All-Stars. I think that she's not as important of a character, so she doesn't get as good of an arc. Mm-hmm. But, like, this, like, she came on a redemption tour and is like, okay, I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna try to be nicer. I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna try to play the game differently. I think she succeeds in that. She doesn't succeed in getting very far. I yeah. mean, she gets, she's the last vote before the jury. She, it's not like she's in, like, the earliest vote. And we're just ignoring that and booing her because because reasons? I, I have so much sympathy for Jerry because I feel like of everyone, Jerry is takes the most heat and the most dented image from all of this yeah. and comes back again as a, as a trooper. 
as like, a villain. As a villain. Yeah. So obviously, either the money was good enough that she's like, yeah. "All right, let's let's do it again," or she found some courage within herself to be like, "All right, I'm going to put myself forward for this, even though I know it's probably not in my best." Uh, not what's best for me. Or she takes the hatch approach and leans into it. Like, I, I, I think that season two, she was okay with being the villain, at least a little bit, or at least, you know, wasn't really caring about how she was perceived. She was she was playing the game. She was trying to survive because Australia was a nightmare of survival. <laughs> and so she's like, no, I'm going to be the good guy. She still gets booed. And then like, okay, I'm going to detach my, myself from this. I'm going to, I'm going to really play into the villain then and give them what they want and protect myself. Cause I think, I think part of the reaction that she gets there is cause she is being so vulnerable mm-hmm. and it's being met with booze. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is the part where I was like, Oh yeah, they really don't talk to a whole lot of these survivor they contestants because, they, because they lost control. Yes. And I think that's exactly what happened. Previous reunions. We hear from everybody. Mm-hmm. We don't hear from Tina, from Rob Sesternino. Yeah. We hear a little bit from Jenna, um, Jenna from Amazon, but you know, of course, we're going to her mom passed, and they're going to bring that up. Yes, um, yeah, a lot of the early votes we just don't hear anything from. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny that Rudy's like, "I'm glad I got voted out early." All the backstabbing, and double crossing. If I was in long enough, I would have done something I regret. And I was like, "Oh." Rudy's saying I would betray anyone and then, and then Jeff follows up with him and goes wait so are you saying you would betray people he's like no I'm saying I would have hurt people that did <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then Sheanne talks and wild that Sheanne gets like a raucous applause uh, yeah I was like we have the same if not not the same but like very close frame by frame of Jerry and Sheanne's getting like a hero's welcome and Jerry's getting like it a horrible horrible image it's it's like we didn't it's like the audience didn't watch the season <laughs> it's like they're going off of Sheehan and Jerry based on their original seasons oh that's that's such a good way to look at it yeah they're, they're no I don't I don't want to I don't want these people to change I want them to be exactly the same as when I saw them a year ago yep or two years ago Tom comes back and he's like I talked about my family that's it's crossing the line that's fair maybe this is where the handshake was I think it is yep. yeah Jenna looks uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, she's in the middle of it. Yeah. Uh, Rob, I use dumbass as a term of endearment. I apologize. And that, you know, I, I think that's kind of fair. Like, I think Boston, I, I as somebody who speaks hyperbolically a lot mm-hmm. and had to learn to be more careful, I can understand where he's coming from there. I also understand Big Tom being like, don't talk bad about my son. Yeah. You and my son look like an idiot on national television, and I take that personally. Yeah. We check in with Jenna. How is the family doing? And she looks in good spirits. Yeah. Jenna and Ethan are dating now. The, the world now knows. Thanks, Survivor. Yeah, they didn't seem like they were ready to talk about that. Yeah. Sue Hawk gets an extreme makeover from Mirror Mirror. Do you remember Mirror Mirror? No. It, the, one of the fads of this time was like extreme makeovers. Yes, I and, do know that. And this was just, she gets a lot of work done on a, a company's dime. So like. Why and not? Probably a lot of money for showing up. Yep. Uh, did you did you see Sue Hawk's accidental foreshadowing though? What'd she say? Uh, oh, well, she's like Jeff's interviewing her about like the show and makeover and all that, and she's like, "Why are you interested?" And I'm like, "She's calling out that Jeff's gonna <laughs> look like plastic in 20 years." <laughs> <laughs> oh no! 
Uh, I, well, all right. Look at Sue being a, a premonitionist. Accidentally. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get to... Oh, yeah, Jenna Lewis got married last weekend. Cool. Hatch found love in Argentina. I, I was surprised they brought that up. Yeah, I was too. That's they, kind of progressive for Survivor and in we 2004. Got, like, we got a mixed reaction from the crowd, too. There were people cheering it on, and people... Clearly, like nobody was booing, but yeah. it, it was more of a, a like a murmur. I was like, like, I don't, what are we doing here? But he likes penis. What? <laughs> yeah, I I thought that was kind of nice. And then Jeff immediately walks it back with, "Well, you get a little something for everybody in this show." And I'm yeah, like, we had we had the moment, then we lost Jeff. the moment. Sorry, Jeff. And then Amber gets to give an equinox to someone else. She Chevy did not know equinox. this was coming. No, not at they all. They did not tell her. Clearly, because she has to, like, consult with Rob, and she's like, oh, I'll give it to Sheehan. Like, why? Because Sheehan was the deciding vote. Okay. Well, it was four people. They were all the deciding vote. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my my guess is that there's a lot of hurt feelings between the original Shapira members and Rob and Amber, and so it's like, okay, well, Sheehan it is. I don't know. Like in that situation, I feel like there is no right answer. No, I'm Wait, glad it was Sheehan. I yeah, I I'm all for it. But also, there are a lot of people who you could have maybe smoothed some stuff over with if you had done that. Yeah, maybe maybe they don't want to. Maybe yeah, or maybe it would just look like pandering at that point too. That's true. That you're trying to make this decision in ten seconds in front of a live audience. Uh-huh. I would hate I, that. I do love Jeff immediately being like, "All right, all right, sit down." Like berating them like Sheehan and Amber while they're like hugging yeah. like what she just gave her a car my guy give him a second we got lots of it's very important here Jeff and this was your twist they really should have made this reunion longer or I don't know I don't know how but like just there's so much chaos they didn't get to talk about most of the things I think they want to talk about it the end feels rushed it's live TV. They have to cut to breaks. They have to get their commercial spots in. They have yep. to end at a certain time, or they get fined ridiculous amounts of money from the F, uh, from the FCC. Correct. And it just is a mess. It is. But once you've lost control, I don't know what you can do at that point. Try your best to get it back on the rails. Yeah. And then the big final twist that we were talking about the whole season, someone wins a million dollars. It's... So- <laughs> This is my favorite thing is Jeff explains the whole thing and bef- like <laughs> at the end someone goes, it's Rupert. <laughs> that was Sue. Oh, it was? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was somebody in the audience. Like, I don't, She was like back there. I don't know what exactly her words were. She's like, I don't know why we're even doing this. It's Rupert. And that, that's the part you can check like you hear. Oh, my God. And like, yeah, we all know. Yeah. This is it, this is why are we doing this? <laughs> Just hand him the check now. So make sure you go on your singular wireless phone and text text the, the message. I feel old. <laughs> make sure your boost mobile phone gets on there. Your data s- messaging rates apply. Your sprint phone. How many other defunct? Oh yes. Yeah, well, sprint wasn't defunct, it was merged. Yeah. I mean, all of these are merged. Oh, that's fair. I guess I kind of just thought singular just went under. I don't care. I don't I don't care enough to look it up. <laughs> Doesn't matter. That was another bit that I was looking into. I was like, ah, maybe I should list off all these wireless carriers that are dead. But I didn't do it. And that's it. Do you want to move on to America's Tribal Council? Yes. Cool. Let's let's speed through this a little bit, just because there's there's not 
There's not a whole bunch to talk about there's here. not a whole bunch to talk about, but there's a lot of interesting categories. Yeah. So we get everyone back, even Jerry. Yep. And Jerry has a moment to... And they had a week between these. They had four days. Oh. I think four days, because I think it was a Sunday, Thursday. Okay. Regardless, um, they have talked. some of them have talked to the press in these four days, and that is readily apparent, and Jeff has taken that personally. <laughs> the, this whole, like, all right, we have to make good by everyone by Jeff stands, it, it just stands out to me like he is very frustrated with the situation. Yes. But he knows he has to do this. Yes. Obviously, someone has talked to him and, and had to be like, all right, we need to have a come to Jesus moment. We need to give everyone their time and then just like make it so that everyone has a queer, a queer decision that you're not contractually obligated to be here. You can go. Yeah. Like you were released from your contract. Yeah, like, the moment that the host has to bring up your contractual obligations, the sh- the show has gone off the rails. You can tell, though, that he, he was getting some pressure from the American public. Yes. And I, th- this may be weird to say, but good. Yeah. No, I agree. And I, he wasn't put in the best spot in the last one, and he tried his best to wrangle, but I— I think a little bit of pressure is deserved on this. It is crazy to me that Jerry comes back. Mm-hmm. Because, like, it's not just that she, like, that she wants to come back. Because, like you said, the money could be good. Um, it's it, This is several years down the road. There's a, whole, there's a whole lot of reasons why I can see why Jerry would want to come back on the show. I'm surprised the show invited her back after this. Oh, why so? Well, Jerry, it... it it appears from reading between the lines of this and doing no research that Jerry was the one who was going to like entertainment weekly and being like, yeah, I didn't want to be there in the first place, but we're contractually obligated. I don't really want to be there this week or like whatever. And that seems like the kind of thing that would get you blacklisted. Mm. Well, I mean, she's not coming back for a while, so maybe it was just enough time for things to smooth over. It's the next returnee season. It's not, though. Oh, wait, but fan versus favorites? It's the next full return. She's not a favorite, though. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It, it gives us enough time to maybe this moves over. Yeah. Or maybe they also have a come-to-Jesus moment between yeah. Jerry and production. Behind the scenes, uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's just kind of wild to me. Yeah. So we, we do get an interesting talk about how Amber and Boss and Rob have been flying from coast to coast nonstop doing all these interviews because we don't really get that. Mm-hmm. Prior to this, you get the the reunion, the giving you your check the next morning, and then whatever appearances they do, we don't really get a follow-up. No, yeah. This is Survivor giving us a follow-up a few days later. Yeah, it's kind of it, cool. It's pretty wild. <laughs> And this is where Jeff's like, anybody want to televise the wedding? I and can't like, believe th- that they do this. I can. I get it. I I think it's so funny to me. <laughs> I, what? Okay. Like, part of me is like, wow, I would feel kind of trashy doing that for my wedding. But the thing is, if you're all, if you know the paparazzi, you're going to try to be there anyway. Mm-hmm. At least you have control of it if it's if it's something that's being put up, and you get paid a lot of money. Yeah. If they're flying you to the Bahamas for your wedding. 
that isolates you from a lot of that paparazzi yeah. and press. Yeah. I, it's obviously not entirely, but still, you get this entire thing paid for. Your friends and family probably got a sweet deal to get there, too, because you don't want the... Right, yeah. You don't want your wedding being empty behind you. Right, exactly. I I think, all in all, this is a good deal for the Boston Rob and Amber family. Yep. <laughs> oh, this is the section where Jerry talks about it going off the rails. Yep. It was really funny, though. She's like, I've already scoped out the nearest exit. Yeah. Hilarious. That was funny. I, Jeff plays devil's advocate in the most frustrating way here. Mm. Maybe devil's advocate is not the right word, but... She brings up, like, you, like, it's your job to, like, keep us safe up here. And I didn't really feel safe or, like, you were in control because of the audience. And Jeff's like, wait, wait, do you mean, like, physical safety? No, Jeff, of course she doesn't fucking mean physical safety. She doesn't think that the audience is going to bum rush the stage. And also, if they were going to, you single-handedly are not in control of that. But, like... I could understand if she did feel that way. Sure. If an entire crowd of thousands of people is booing you, and, like, any time you decide to talk at more than a a sentence, you're getting booed, I'd be like, I don't know if I feel comfortable in this space. Yeah, no, it it really read to me more like social safety, and I thought that felt obvious at the time. Yep. And, yeah, Jeff, tell the crowd to shut up. (laughs) Yeah. And good on, like... That's a brave thing for Jerry to do, to I sit agree. there on a show that she, you know, wants to come back on eventually, apparently, and berate the host on live television. Yeah. Jerry's got balls. She, of all the things you say about Jerry, she's got balls. I, I appreciate Jerry so much. And what she does here, if not even for Survivor contestants, for reality TV contestants of saying, hey, we are people too. Yeah. Give us some grace. Give us some, a, a little bit of benefit of the doubt. Like, hey, just because you what you see on TV does not make us horrible, horrible humans. Yeah. Just maybe show us some respect. Yeah. And then I think the button I'll put on the way that Rich sees it versus the way that Jerry sees it is like Rich is able to separate the character and his own personhood. Mm-hmm. Jerry is not yet. I don't know if she can later, but is not yet. Both of those are valid. Absolutely. They're just different approaches. Yeah. And I would take the, I know this sounds weird, but I would take the opinion of Johnny Fairplay on this more than Hatch. Yes. Yeah. It is much easier to do so when you have a million dollars in your pocket. Yes. Correct. (laughs) Yeah. And Jeff continues. He's like, you were upset with me. Why were you upset with me? And she talks about how she wasn't safe and Jeff whatever you can tell that the audience was talked to yes prior to this and jeff brings up that it's a smaller audience yes but they were definitely more tame yes and there were times where i was expecting a reaction where there it you could feel like an energy buzz but nothing said yeah so i'm wondering if there was a also a come to jesus moment with the audience prior to the show i would not be surprised nope and then, yeah, Jeff's like, all right, we're done. We're done. Let's talk about the fun stuff now, okay? Oh. Okay, so I guessed who the four were going to be, and my guess was, in this order, Colby, Rudy, Rupert, Big Tom was how I thought they were going to bring him in. Okay, so you got three of four. Yeah. 
That's not bad. It is interesting that they're all men. And it is interesting that Jeff brings up that it's all men. I was going to ask you about this. Why do you think that is? Is this indicative of the show? Is this indicative of how people are framed at this point? Yes, and. I I do think that the female cast of All-Stars is pretty weak overall. Mm. In terms of, I mean, like, Sue's obviously not going to be up there because of the incident. <laughs> the incident. The incident. Jenna's not going to be up there. And I don't think any of the winners were ever going to be up there anyway. So that gets rid of Jenna and Tina. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not going to give the a winner another million dollars. That's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, Jerry, no chance in fucking hell with the way that the crowd perceives her. Correct. Alicia, weak contestant. Sheanne, not, there's just not enough there. Like, I really like Sheanne, but she didn't. She got a raw deal just by the numbers and wasn't the, like, isn't a, she's charismatic, but she's charismatic in, like, a softer gamesmanship way versus, like, a really big personality. She would have been my dark horse in this. Yeah. For, like. I wouldn't be surprised if she was five or six. Yeah. Jenna didn't really live up to her potential. Jenna Lewis or Maraska? Uh, Jenna Borneo. Got it. Yeah. Lewis. Yeah, yeah, because Jenna Marasco is a winner, so there's no way she was ever going to be up there. Um, Yeah, Jenna Lewis, she had an okay game, but, like, again, she doesn't have that, like, big, explosive type of personality, and she was kind of messy through the game anyway, and kind of let her, her and Rupert were kind of led around on a leash. <laughs> so, like, and, and Amber wins this season. There's no way she's going to be up there. So it, part of it is just the cast that they had and the way that the story took place. And part of it is editing. Like you don't, you don't give. I feel like there are probably moments you can give Sheehan more, more fun, humanizing stories throughout the season. Mm-hmm. They sure love doing it with Big Tom. Yeah, like I know Big Tom's a really big personality, but like I'm sure some of the other people could get a little more spotlight too. Yeah. So, I guess I'm just gonna list the the final four here, and we'll we'll come back to the winner at the end. But we all know who it is. Yeah, and I also knew that Rupert was going to be third because I was like, you, he's the obvious winner. You make him third because you make him last. That's just like it's too obvious. Third is the right place to put him. Well, what's interesting with all their lists that they did, most of the winners were said last. Hmm, interesting. And I think actually now that I look at them. Almost all of them, except for the best Survivor fight. So anyway, your final four were Colby, were Big Tom, Big Tom, were Rupert, and Boston Rob. I was surprised by Boston Rob. I was a little too. Maybe he was four. Yeah, I think he was probably four. Okay. What's, I know we're going to be long on this episode. Yeah, we sure are. But if you were to put your four, take popularity aside- your you could do this either way. You could do this as favorites, like your favorite people, or just overall best survivor. And they, but they have to be on all stars. Yeah, they have to be on okay. all stars. Yeah. How would you? How would you put your final four? Kathy, which which direction are you going? Oh, um, I'm just gonna go by vibe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So favorites. Yeah, favorites. Cool. I like Kathy. That. Kathy absolutely should have been up there. I didn't mention her in the in the women because honestly, I forgot about her for a second. <laughs> um, she gets the raw deal of being on the Lex side of things and having that like bad taste in people's mouth. Mm-hmm. But Kathy should absolutely be up there. Um, Rudy. 
Mm. I love Rudy. <laughs> Rudy should Rudy should absolutely be up there. Um, I love Rupert, but I'm I'm a little Rupert out. You know, like I'm glad we, this is the last to see of Rupert for a little while. Yeah, because we've had two straight seasons. Yeah, it's a lot, and people are really really obsessed with him, and I understand why. But I'm I'm a, I'm a little tired of Rupert, <laughs> and I think Rupert's a little tired of being on the show. Yeah, dude needs a break. Yes, he does. I mean, well, at this point, he's gotten his break. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, yeah, Kathy, Rudy, honestly, I, I kind of love Jerry and Lex. Like, am I just picking all villains? I'm just picking all villains. I'm all for it. Yeah. I, I would be kind of around the same spot. I I think that criteria for me is like, man, I want more of them. Mm -hmm. Like I, like I said favorites, but people that I wish I would have seen more of or would see more of in the future. Yeah. And I guess some of them I will. Like, I will see more of Jerry, but people that have more potential to me. Okay. Yeah. And Rudy, it's such a shame that he had to go home so (laughs) early. I wish he was five years younger. Yeah. Yeah. There's just... There's not a whole lot that Rudy could do on this. Can you imagine Rudy being in the merge? No. (laughs) Like, what... Rudy would have been fucking great. I mean, from what we saw in Borneo, it didn't go great, but it didn't have to go great. No, but I mean, like, with all the chaos of this of this season by the merge, like, yeah. can you imagine him being involved in the Lex Kathy? Like, being on the same beach as the Lex Kathy. Oh, my Kathy. God. That would just be a, a, a nightmare for everyone. He, huh. he just starts waterboarding people. <laughs> like, Rudy would get the million dollars for me. I fucking love Rudy. Okay. I would probably be around the same. I would probably... I, I'm going to keep Rupert on my list. I, Rupert should go on my list, objectively. I just... Yeah. It, Rupert, from America's standpoint, he is the golden boy. Yes. And he is, despite Colby, he is the golden boy. I also do think it's cool that he is not somebody you would typically think of as a golden boy. I know. He's not, like, the suave, pretty guy. He's this lumbering giant of a man that has a big heart. And is kind of messy. And I do really like that. Mm -hmm. And that's why I want him on my list is Mm. he, he is just average Joe American, but obviously tightened and literally he's so big. He's (laughs) his tall man. Yeah. So I'd go with Rupert. I'd go with Sheehan. I'd go. Yeah, Sheehan was up there for me. I'd go with, maybe I would go Lex. I love Lex. Yeah. And also Lex in the Lex is not letting this go. I, I don't know if him and Boss <laughs> and Rob talk now, but like they sure weren't by that po- by the by the America's Tribal Council. I I have listened to one of Johnny Fairplay's uh, interviews with a villain about how it from what I can tell is they're they're over it, they're past it. Okay. Like he's still bummed that obviously he got screwed over by a bad deal. Yeah like game wise and i think the the hit that he personally took like from america's standpoint hit him hard sure but i i think he's he's past that obviously it's been like 20 years at this point yeah but i don't know i think it's such an interesting dynamic i i don't think they're like best buds sure yeah Let's let's keep moving just yeah. for fun to go so long. Yeah. And let's let's go to our first list. The best survivor fights. 
We have Alicia versus Kimmy, the finger wag. Ted versus Gandia. <laughs> Yikes. Rob Z versus Clay, the choke. That wasn't a fight. It wasn't a fight. It was just an assault. It was an assault and then a mockery. Yeah. <laughs> we, so so far. Which, I mean, to be fair, so was Ted and Gandia. Yeah. At this point, we have two assaults and a finger wag. We have the Rupert versus Johnny Fairplay, which could have been three assaults. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. And Boston Rob versus Lex. So, interesting that this went to Rupert versus Johnny Fairplay. I like that fight. It is a good fight, but it doesn't seem to me like the best Survivor fight to me. But it's because it has Rupert in it. I know. And that's what I was going to get to. It's exactly what it is. People are so goddamn on Rupert's penis. It's wild, man. It's everyone it's loves him. It's to the him. point where I think that's why Rupert's not on my list because I'm just sick of people loving Rupert so much. <laughs> and of course, we have to bring this up to Lex because Lex is involved here. And Lex is like, "That's yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, he's not going to. I got no it. feelings at all. Like, oh, okay. Love it. And Tom's like, I'm 48 and I think I'll work through the pain. It's sure. cute. And we move on to the sexiest Survivor men. We have Ethan, Boston Rob, Hunter, Greg Buis. Greg? I, that, that was the one that I was like, I'm, excuse me? Also, Jeff says that he liked him? Oh, yeah. That cannot be true. Jervis? I, th- I think I remember talking about how Greg was, like, he kind of liked Greg. Okay. But maybe that was a different kind of Jeff. Yeah. He, he liked the shenanigans, and then he realized, oh, the shenanigans or, get in my way. Yeah, or he, he liked him in hindsight. Yeah. But at the time was like, dude. The nicest guy, Jervis, Burton, Rob Z. Anders- yeah, Rob, Rob Z was kind of weird to me, and then I was like, oh, skater boy aesthetic. Okay, fine. It, it fit the time. Andrew Savage. Yeah. Alex Bell. And your winner, Colby Donaldson. Of course it's Colby. It has to be. Um, I also do want to point out that they they brought up an iconic moment of Sue's uh, final tribal speech. Rewatching that speech in that episode, it is really iconic. Mm-hmm. It is really good. Mm-hmm. And we get the big Tom montage. It's super sweet. He's crying. He thanks Mark Burnett for being like, "Hey, thanks for." I I didn't watch this show. Yeah. Th- thank you for elevating me to this life. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> We have the redacted falling into the fire as one of the greatest moments in Survivor. Weird. I Because, like, if it was, like, the most important moments yeah, or, like... The biggest moments in Survivor history. Yeah, or, like, moments that change Survivor history. Be like, oh, yeah, but, like, the greatest? That's, yeah, that one's a stretch. Huh. Uh, Jenna and Heidi doing the getting naked. Hold on. I do have to talk about this moment because this was wild to me. They're talking about... They show the clip of Jenna and Heidi getting naked. Yep. They go to Jenna, and then they crossfade to a young girl in the audience. Oh, really? I must yes. have missed that while I was writing notes. I, I, I request that everyone go back and watch this. I don't know what this producer was thinking. Weird. Obviously, they weren't. They were just like, ah, go to the audience. Or but- maybe they thought that, like, Heidi had been there, and, like, or me, Heidi was there, and they went to the wrong chair or something. I don't know. But they definitely went naked woman- uh, Jenna saying, I don't regret it at all, crossfade to a small child. Weird. Like, And if it was like a boy, I'd be like, okay, that was a weird mistake, but it was a young girl. Weird. I don't like it, Survivor. And then they take this moment to rip into Rob's sister, you know? Sure. Just weird that they see him as a villain. Yeah. Before I went on, to, on Survivor, I didn't know any hot women. 
And then Jeff just rips him a new one. Oh, your girlfriend's hotter now than you ever would have got before Survivor. I, Rob kind of plays into this. I'm fine with yeah. it. Yeah. All right. And we move on. Weird to, to objectify his girlfriend, but like, yeah. uh, okay, fine, whatever. Being object- objectifying. Hottest women. Yeah. Heidi, Jenna Maraska, uh, Colleen, Elizabeth Hasselbeck, which they have announced as the, yes. the host of The View. Jerry, Sarah Jones, Alicia, Aaron Collins, Dara, 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 Dara. God damn it. I can't do it right. It, when I read it. Yeah, it's hard. Amber, the winner, Amber. It's. I feel like it's always going to be somebody that's in All-Stars. Correct. Like, I, I feel like even if it wasn't, like, even if the votes weren't, they're just going to make it somebody that was in All-Stars. Yep. But then also it's, another... It's also weird that there's... I feel like there was more women than there were men, like, in the sexiest man versus sexiest women. I could be wrong. I, it feels so much... It feels so much grosser when it's the women <laughs> because of the way that the show treats them. No, it's the same. It's 10. Say, okay, got it. Yeah. But what I didn't like, though, is instead of going to Amber and talking about it, we went straight to Rob. Yeah. And we only talked to Rob, and Amber didn't really get a word in here. Hey, how do you like that woman you own, Boston Rob? That's your property now, I guess, according to many survivor laws. All right, moving on to number three, natural outdoorsman, alligator as a pet. Oh, hey, it's Rupert. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The... <laughs> There's the Johnny Fairplay moment. The best villain. Best villain. We have... So they, they make a joke here about, like... Uh, first of all, I love that he plugs the pro wrestling that he's doing. Yes. I kind of want to I kind of want to go and look that up. That sounds interesting. Um, cause I'm, like, sure, I'm sure there's archives on YouTube somewhere. Oh, for sure. But Jeff brings up, like, the, oh, still bitter not, about not getting on All-Stars. <laughs> but Johnny Fairplay told us that he was invited on All-Stars, and I don't know who to believe. I don't know. <laughs> uh, he was at least given an invite. Would he have gotten on? I'm not sure. Oh, but that's fair. Or like, he, it, like, yeah, hey, are you interested type yeah. of a thing? Yeah, okay. And he turned that down. Sure. Yeah, both can be true. Also, it could just be like a bit. Yeah. Oh, God. If they were secretly both in on it this entire time, I would love that. Yeah. I would love that so much. <laughs> they play that they hate each other, but secretly they're like best buds and they go out drinking. That'd be great. That would be so funny. So yeah, your best survivor villain, Hatch, Jerry, Brian. Okay. Rob Sister Nino and Johnny Fairplay. Your winner. And the the shades and tux combo was you know what? I making guess the winner, me live. The winner didn't have to be somebody that was in All Stars, because Johnny Fairplay wasn't in All Stars. Correct. Huh. B- but All Johnny right. Fairplay is is the answer. It's the obvious answer. Yes. It's beautiful. And there is also the recency bias of yeah. Pearl Islands, which I think gets in the way a lot of this American yeah, Strata Council. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's the other villains on that list, like Jerry and Rich were both on this season, so yeah. they they have re- just as much recency. Yeah, but neither of them had their peak villainry True. on uh, this season. Rich had some villainry. He did. And I'm not talking about the assault. I'm talking about, like, all of the confessionals and all of that. Yeah. And then number four, Boston Rob. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> So then we we announced season nine, Vanuatu. Great. So much indigenous imagery here. Yeah. Uh, so looks racist as fuck. <laughs> um, and before we started recording, I did a little bit of uh, Wikipedia diving on Vanuatu, the country. Um, so it was colonized until 1980, which is so recently. Like, I, I, Arnold Schwarzenegger was making films and Vanuatu was still a colony. Yeah. Like let's let's really put into context how recent that is. Um and anytime you get into this really anytime the word cannibalism is mentioned for any of these types of uh 
places with uh, that were that had indigenous populations that were colonized. I'm not saying it didn't happen, but usually it's used as like it's used it's as a scare excuse. tactic. It's used as an excuse yeah, for racism. It's like, oh, they're the 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 weird you know intrigues of the Orient. Like it's it's meant to make them seem alien and non-human to colonize them. Yeah. And then we just kind of keep repeating those lies all the way up until 2004 when mm-hmm. we're mentioning it as a season of Survivor. Like, yeah. it's so easy to be better. I will say, though, that the Land Divers do come back as a part of the next season. That's cool. And it's so fucking cool. That's pretty cool. I love it. Uh, but yes, and then we and then we give away the million dollars. To Rupert. It it's interesting here that Jeff points out that winners of Survivor, the women outnumber the men five to three, but the final four for the favorite survivors are men. Yeah. So he's like, just because you like them doesn't mean that they're good at this game. Yeah, that's true. I, that's not what he said, but that's what I'm reading Basically. between the lines. And like I said, I, I think that there is something to be said for the women that are on this season and like how they performed on this season. Mm-hmm. Slash, how many winners were women on this season that are not going to win this million dollars? And like, who who cares who the final four? Are? It's fucking Rupert. Yeah, everyone knows. Everyone knows. Everyone what is this charade. Everyone knew at the reunion. Everyone knew at the start of this, and everyone knew as they were reading it off. Yep. So there, there was no intrigue here. Yeah, which is a real bummer. Yeah, they it could have just... been fun. They should have just done a. I mean, not that they want to give away two million dollars. But like, okay, Rupert, here's your money. Now, who's second place? Let's yeah. talk about second place. Yeah. I'm sorry I gaslit you. They did give away a million dollars. Oh, I don't even remember that you gaslit me. Oh, yeah. You're like, I bet they give away a million dollars. And I was like, you think they're going to give a second million dollars for not not winning the game? Oh, I definitely did believe that. Yes. Oh, okay. Even if you said, like, even if you were trying to gaslight me, it never, it, I, my <laughs> conviction did not waver on that, at least not in the long term. I cool. was like, they're definitely going to give away another million dollars. Yeah. And then they sign the check on Rupert's back, and then they show the check, routing numbers and all. <laughs> I was like, oh, if somebody was recording this, they could maybe have a problem. Somebody else named Rupert's going to be real rich tomorrow morning. <laughs> but more so the routing numbers, if you get those. Sure. I think more so nowadays, but check forgery was a thing. That's true. Yeah. Just ask uh, what's-his-face from Catch Me If You Can. Sure. Who is also a con artist. Do, do you remember, very small side tangent because we've run so long. Yeah. Do you remember those commercials for LifeLock where it's like, here's my social security number. Yeah. No. So that guy got his identity stolen like seven times. Oh, I bet. Like, it, was, it did not work. There's only so much you can do. Yeah. Like, at some point, the company is just paying for you to get a new social security number. I don't think you can get a new one. I think you can. Oh, okay. But there's definitely, like, a hefty process sure, in well, getting it. That makes sense. Because you have to change everything about your life. Yeah, I guess I guess there has to be a way to get one because, like, you know, witness protection and shit like that. Yep. Hmm. Cool. That's the end. Any final thoughts? I'm ready to move on. Yeah. I'm so excited to not be in All-Stars anymore. And I was so excited for All-Stars. <laughs> and All-Stars was kind of a wet fart. Uh, I'm happy, happy that Rupert got a million dollars, though. I'm also happy that he Rupert is, got a million He is a deserving dollars. guy. Yeah. Cool. Bumper. That'll do it for this episode of the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast and the season. And the season. And the season. Stay tuned. We'll have... 
what I think is going to be a bonus episode. Yeah, next. probably. Yeah, and then we'll we'll jump into Vanuatu. Islands of Fire. Islands of Fire. Hot. Sexy. <laughs> Anything you want to promote? Um. Yeah, I mean, making theater. Uh, support local theater wherever you are. It's important, and it feels good. We we went to a show last night. Um, that a mutual friend of ours was in, and we took some people in the D and D group because they were interested. And one of them hadn't been in a theater in 10 years. Mm. And he was excited because he's like, oh, I feel like I've been kind of doing the same things and kind of like, you know, every, like, I'm just getting into a routine. He really liked it. And it, hopefully he does, he goes and sees more. So like, even if the hardest thing is like for doing anything is just getting out of the house and going and doing it. Just go see something. Yeah. Go have some fun. Yeah. I'm not, I'm going to piggyback on that. And I'm going to go with, if you want to come see me in a show, I am in Shrek the Musical at the it's like the Skokie Art Center. Skokie yeah, mus- Center Music Theater Works is the company. That's yeah. the easiest thing to look up. But like it's in December. It's around Christmas time. So if you live in the Chicagoland area and you want to come see me goof around, I'm not like a main character or anything, but you can see me have some fun. But your fiance is. Yeah, that's true. Or sorry, your spouse is. That is also true. Yeah, so come For my co-host Jared, this is Steven. For my host Steven, this is Jared. I love you guys. I love you guys more than Steven. The fuck, Jared? (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. I feel so betrayed.